What is good, guys? Nick Scripp here, P2W Fantasy Podcast, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We have three games to go over for tomorrow's slate, which is on Thanksgiving. Should be a ton of fun to have multiple games on a Thursday before this podcast kicks off. As always, it is partnered up with the Fantasy Points Media Group, which is a branch of FantasyPoints.com. Go check out FantasyPoints.com. It's a one-stop shop for everything fantasy football you are looking for. If you are in the fantasy playoffs or trying to fight for the playoffs or have secured a a first-round buy, etc., that will give you an edge by signing up for FantasyPoints.com. Use the promo code P2W22 for a discount. Got three games to go over. It's going to be a a ton of fun going through that. And uh, stick with me here. Let's get it. All right, so we'll get the screen shared here. We have three games tomorrow, and we'll go through each game. Just some uh, some thoughts when it comes to the, the fantasy football world for each of those games, starting off with the Bills versus the Lions. So when it comes to this game, the Bills, let's uh, let's focus on them first. Detroit is number one in points per game, given up to the quarterback position. Number 14 in points per game, given up to the running back position. Number six in points per game, given up to the wide receiver position. And then number four in points per game, given up to tight ends. They've recently stepped up against running backs. They just held Saquon Barkley in week 10 to 22 rushing yards on 15 carries. Lions as an offense are scoring the eighth most points per game. So this kind of helps the game scripts. We we see that they're pretty bad defensively, but when their offense scores enough points, it actually creates decent football games at times. So um, obviously you're playing Josh Allen in this one, QB2 overall. He's averaging 25.75 points per game. Smash matchup, uh, the current best matchup for quarterbacks. Stephon Diggs is balling out this season, number one fantasy wide receiver, averaging 22.7 points per game. Another smash matchup for uh, wide receivers. Devin Singletary, so looking at him, he's had over 15 fantasy points two weeks in a row now. Three touchdowns during this span. The previous two games, he was under 10 fantasy points, though. I think he's a player, and we don't flex Thursday players, but I think he's more of that, that flex player versus your Every week, running back start. He gets a bump due to the state of his offense, obviously. Uh, Not necessarily like a must start. Uh, I want to mention James Cook, who is behind Devin Singletary, the rookie. Stash him if he's available. He had a season-high 86 rushing yards in week 11. Second time he's seen 11 carries this season. Head coach Sean McDermott has emphasized establishing the run in Buffalo more, and, and that can be a benefit to James Cook. Uh, but in all honesty, if he's just a, a handcuff, it's a good handcuff to have because of the state, again, of the Buffalo Bills offense. Um, looking further, you know, we said Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, obviously those are guys in your lineups. With this being a plus matchup for wide receivers, I think Gabe Davis is a good play for the week. There's always this uh, boom-bust potential, four weeks under seven fantasy points on the year, but four games above 16. 17 targets the last two games. Gabe Davis uh, Gabe Davis is number two with uh, average depth of his targets, 15.9 on the season. 
number 10 in deep targets, number 15 in air yards, top 20 in receiving yards, averaging 68 per game. Plenty of upside potential for him uh, to not be, be playing him against the Detroit Lions. Again, plus matchup. We see all of these these signs pointing in the right direction for Gabe Davis. You know, he, he's a guy that you should just have in your lineups against uh, the the Lions here. Also, want to just touch base on Dawson Knox. Uh, solid week 10, seven for 70, seven targets, seven catches, 70 receiving yards. I did a, a target trend data set that dropped today. I think it's pinned to my my Twitter profile. Uh, he, he stuck out as somebody that might be trending in the right direction with uh, six and seven targets across the last two weeks. We've seen him have really bad targeted uh, days, but when we see six plus two weeks in a row, that could be a sign. So when, when I see that, when I see a, a really good week 10, Detroit being a top five tight end matchup for fantasy, Dawson Knox might also be a guy you want to take a look at for uh, this, this Thanksgiving slate. Other side of the ball, Detroit. So it's a tough matchup against the Bills defense. They give up the eighth least points per game to quarterbacks, the 23rd most points per game to running backs, 11th most points per game to wide receivers, and the 23rd most points per game to tight ends. So the only plus here is the wide receiver position when it comes to points per game given up. So let's go straight into Amon Ross St. Brown, who scored 22.1 and 15 fantasy points across his last two games. 15 points was the last game he played. Good bounce back uh, for those two games after having five weeks straight under 14 fantasy points. He's averaging 8.7 targets per game, four games of 10-plus targets, 15.6 points per game for the fantasy world on the year. He's a must-play every week to me. Um, I, I feel like he has the potential to go over 10 targets in this game with, with Jared Goff trying to keep up with Josh Allen and the Bills. So I'm on Ross St. Brown. Great play per usual, but even more so because I think it's going to be forced that he sees some really good volume. I don't think Jared Goff is a is a streaming option in all honesty. Um, we, we see guys have tough matchups that end up performing well, but I don't think I'm willing to take that risk with Goff against uh, the Bills in this game. Jamal Williams, fun fact, he has one less touchdown than the Denver Broncos does as a team. So the Denver Broncos have 13 touchdowns on the year. Jamal Williams has 12. Number one running back in red zone touches gives him a boost. 35 total. Number one in total touchdowns, again, with that 12. DeAndre Swift is, is back, but not super involved just yet. Justin Jackson plays a role to a degree. Williams, at least 16 touches with a high of 24 across his last three games. It depends on your running back room, but I feel like just, just knowing that he's getting all this work in the red zone and he's the guy getting work, I feel like he kind of got to ride that right now. Um, you're, you're likely banking on a touchdown with Jamal Williams. I'm not going to say he's the most efficient running back or has you know this this pass catching profile that's going to give you a PPR boost. But the at the rate he's scoring touchdowns, and I, I know it's a tougher game, but he's been on a, a bit of a hot streak there. Looking at the running back room, week 11. We just mentioned Jamal Williams. He had uh, 17 touches, 48% of the snaps, 24.4 fantasy points. DeAndre Swift, only eight touches, 31% of the snaps, and 11.2 fantasy points. Justin Jackson, 10 touches, more than Swift, 37% of the snaps, more than Swift, 8.7 fantasy points, not as much. Uh, can't trust DeAndre Swift until we see a change in his usage. And, and I really, really want to because, like, that's my guy. That's my guy. Um, he scored three touchdowns the last four games which has saved him from disaster scores, but he's had a high of 10 touches since he's come back from injury. 
only thing you can like really bank on when it comes to DeAndre Swift is that, you know, the, the, the passing in this game is going to be super necessary and at a high level, um, keeping up with the bills and that he finally gets a bump in his snap percentage and sees four or five catches. I think, I think if he could do that and, and be productive with them, then we can like shift in the fantasy world and say, Hey, the, the, the script of the game really emphasized the pass. DeAndre Swift was on the field and he, he was getting involved, but you know, I, I put myself in their coat, you know, the coaching staff shoes and they, they might say, Hey, this is a season we're not competing. He was hurt last year. He was hurt this year. Let's not force him into a ton of work and and risk him getting injured again. Not something I would want to do, but that's like the perspective from the coaching staff. Uh, DJ Shark may be back. Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond have played roles, but none of them are plays for me. The big point um, of this wide receiver room that I want to make is that Jameson Williams, if available, should be a guy that you should stash as well for fantasy. Uh, he began practicing this week. He was the 12th overall pick. He might be the most explosive player in this rookie draft class, downfield threat that just screams fantasy upside. You'd hope he can be a factor in the playoffs, the fantasy playoffs. So I think he's worth at least a stash in fantasy. Go straight to the next game. we got the Giants versus the Cowboys. So for the Giants, 28th in points per game given up to the quarterback position. This is uh, Dallas, who they, they face. Fifth in points per game given up to running backs, 20th in points per game given up to wide receivers, 28th in points per game given up to tight ends, again, for fantasy points. So outside of the running back position, the Cowboys are a tough matchup across the board when it comes to fantasy. Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, currently QB 10 overall in the season, averaging 17.52 fantasy points. He was one of my preseason sleeper hits. Not much about his passing metrics stand out in a positive way. He does have uh, a, a good QBR, number nine in that category, and a true passer rating. Um, he's number nine for that category as well. He did just throw for 341 yards last week, which was a season high. He's a top uh, top five quarterback in carries, rushing yards, red zone rushes, rushing touchdowns. So that that's something that's really boosted his, his fantasy stock this season. And if we look back uh, for Dallas, Justin Fields, not comparing these two guys. I'm just saying two guys that can run the ball. Justin Fields rushed the ball 60 uh, for 60 yards and a touchdown week eight against Dallas. So I'm not sure he's a start. I feel like I'd be pivoting to a quarterback of maybe, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I mean, it really depends on who you roster, but I, I feel like I'm pivoting to a guy that would have a better matchup at the end of the day. Not going to say Daniel Jones can't have a decent day. Again, Justin Fields did. I, I regard Fields pretty highly. Um, I'm not comparing those two, but um, the rushing upside does help, but it, it is a tough matchup. But one guy for sure you are starting is Saquon Barkley, who I believe will have a big bounce back game. 5.5 fantasy points last week against Detroit was terrible versus the expectations we had for Barkley. He's the RB6 overall in the year, averaging 18.5 points per game. He's been great. He's been above that mark four times, and that's a pretty high line to be above 18.5 fantasy points. Looking at some averages, uh, 21.3 carries, 3.1 receptions per game. That's workhorse numbers that you love to see. I'm ready to see a big splash game against the Cowboys that I, th I think he is going to have. Darius Slayton is, is another guy I want to mention. Uh, above 13 fantasy points, four out of six of his last games. During the stretch, he's had four games over 60 receiving yards and over 85 his last two games. 
Wandale Robinson, unfortunately, tore his ACL. Slayton is coming off of a 10-target game. Not saying outside of like deeper leagues he's a good play for this specific matchup, but I am saying that he should be rostered. So, again, I'm not saying get Darius Slayton in your lineups against uh, Dallas, but I am saying if he's sitting on waivers, seeing he just got 10 targets last game and he has this receiving yard upside, he's at least the guy you should be rostering. Let's go to the Cowboys now. So the Giants give up per game the 24th most points to quarterbacks, 18th to running backs, 27th to wide receivers, and 13th points per game or most points per game to the tight end position. Fantasy points. Uh, Dak Prescott has had five appearances this season. Two of those were 20 or above 20 fantasy points. 226.4 passing yards per game. Nine total touchdowns. Uh, one of those is on the ground. If you have him and do not have a good second option, then you roll with what you have here, right? Uh, week 11, let's look at the running back room this past week. Tony Pollard, 21 touches, 54% of the snaps, and 36.9 fantasy points. Ezekiel Elliott, 16 touches, 29% of the snaps, and 17.7 fantasy points. Looking strictly at Tony Pollard, 33.7 going backwards, 21.8 and 36.9. Actually, 36.9 was the most recent game, so... Uh, I guess we'll, we're looking at the last three games. So three monster games in a row that he's played. 131, 15, and 80 uh, rushing yards. I think that should be 115 rushing yards. Uh, six total touchdowns, 10 receptions in those three games um, referred to. Zeke is back, but I, I feel like I feel like you have to follow the heat until it cools off. And that's a, a point I, I like to bring in the fantasy world. Unless something shifted where... You know, news came out today that Zeke's going to be the starter and Tony Pollard's going to get complete secondary touches. Unless something like that happened, I feel like with Zeke being, uh, with uh, Tony Pollard being this hot, over 33 fantasy points in two out of three of his last games and a minimum of 21.8, I feel like you just follow the hot hand. And that's that's what he's been. Zeke, on the other hand, he practiced in a, in a limited capacity on Tuesday. You have to pay attention to his status heading into the game. If he's a game time decision, uh, I, I don't know that he's necessarily a must play. If he's completely cleared from the injury report, that's another thing. So you got to kind of just pay attention to to what sort of news actually comes out tomorrow morning when it comes to this, this uh, specific slate. After starting the year, four out of five of his games under 11 fantasy points. Zeke has scored, though, 15-ish and then 17-ish twice across the last three games he's played. So he, he's been fairly good for fantasy the last three games played. Not to the extent of the old Zeke, but still much better than he opened up this season. Uh, five touchdowns across these games boosted that. Five catches individually in two out of three of those games. That's another good booster for PPR leagues. If he's healthy, you're likely playing him, just knowing ahead of the time that he's going to be splitting work with Pollard. And that, you know, a touchdown is probably needed from Zeke. C.D. Lamb, wide receiver, seven on the year, averaging 16.4 uh, points per game. He averages 9.3 targets per game, which is number six for the position when looking at total targets. Top 10 in receptions, receiving yards, yards per route run, five touchdowns on the year. He just had a massive uh, game. I believe it was week 10, 11 rece uh, receptions for 150 receiving yards and two touchdowns, 38 fantasy points. That just kind of paints the picture of the, the upside that C.D. Lamb can bring to the fantasy world. Despite the matchups, he, he's always in your lineups. Dalton Schultz, another guy I've, I've really, really liked um, in the past, uh, last season. Another guy that I still had faith in coming into this season. Uh, he's dealt with this nagging knee injury 
through the the opening parts of the season, uh, actually a lot of the season. But the last few weeks, he's he's looked healthy and he's performed healthy. He had a season high 13.9 fantasy points in week eight. Then in week nine, he topped that with 17.4 in a game. He caught six passes for 54 yards and a touchdown. He did have a down week in week 11, but I feel a healthy Dalton Schultz is a top five tight end for the rest of the season. And New York being a good tight end matchup, he should be for sure starting in your lineups. Last guy I'll mention too, Michael Gallup. He was mentioned within my uh, my waiver wire uh, winners video this week. Not a guy I'm saying needs to be played necessarily this week, but I'm you know what I am going to say is that he's getting further away from that ACL injury that he had last year in the recovery process that he's had to go through. Uh, he should operate as the team's wide receiver too. He could have flex value as the the season goes on. I know we haven't seen like consistently good fantasy weeks since he's he's been back on the field, but. He still plays a pretty big role, and we've seen <clears throat> that plenty in the past when it comes to Michael Gallup. We got the last game of the Thanksgiving slate. <clears throat> the Patriots versus the Vikings. So looking at the, the Vikings players. So the Patriots give up the 21st uh, most points per game to quarterbacks, the least points per game to running backs, the third least points per game to wide receivers, and then the ninth most points per game to uh, to tight ends. <clears throat> AKA, this is a, a bad fantasy matchup for all but TJ Hawkinson on paper. Kirk Cousins, QB 14, averaging 16.34 points per game this season. Terrible week 10, scoring 2.2 fantasy points. Completely burned you if you played him. He has had three games of 19 plus fantasy points. He's averaging 20, uh, I'm sorry, 246.1 passing yards per game. Number eight for quarterbacks in, in, in passing yards. Five games of two touchdowns thrown. Jefferson plus Hawkinson plus Thiel, uh, Thielen plus Dalvin Cook. It's, it's a good system, but I'm, I'm not sure he brings the most upside to the quarterback position. It's a start if that's who you have, but it's also dependent on who is available and, and, and who else you roster. It's not the most tempting of matchups, in all honesty, this week for Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook. It's a rough fantasy matchup on paper, but if you roster Dalvin Cook, you roll with Dalvin Cook. He's coming off of a down week, but uh, 23.6 fantasy points the week prior. He's had three weeks above 23 fantasy points. He averages 15.7 on the year. He's a top 12 uh, running back, a bit lower than than what I've expected, though. I think I had him as high as three or four coming into the season, so him being at like 11 or whatever he's at, really below expectations, but still a top 12 back. Number six in snap share with 73.1%. He gets to work. So as long as the game is tight and the Vikings um, can, and if the Vikings can take control of this game, I, I feel like even though it's a tougher matchup, I, I think Cook can be decent. Uh, again, because, you know, at times we look at these points per game allowed and then we look at, well, they play this running back and this running back and this running back. I, I, I regard Dalvin Cook to be um, – Still, even though he hasn't been, you know, phenomenal this season, uh, one of the better running backs in the league. So um, he could be decent. You're probably just not as comfortable as you would be in a better matchup. Justin Jefferson, number three in total targets. He averages 10.5 uh, per game. Number one in routes run for wide receivers. Second most receiving yards with, with seven shy of 1,100 already. He averages 109.3 per game. Five touchdowns on the year. Dynasty wide receiver one. Wide receiver four currently, though, averaging 21.6 
points per game. Five games above that with three games over 30 fantasy points. He's going to look back uh, to last week and say, this week's got to be a bounce back. So Justin Jefferson, obviously in your lineup. TJ Hawkinson. So we already mentioned it's a plus matchup for tight ends versus the Patriots. It's probably a, a good DFS play if you're going to play tomorrow is uh, TJ Hawkinson. Since arriving in Minnesota, he's had the second most targets for the tight end position across those three specific games. He's had nine, 10, and nine targets through his three appearances for the Vikings. That's that's a great sign. Kirk Cousins' second option since he's been a Viking. He has yet to score a touchdown. This is the week he does it. Bull take, hot take, call, call it what you want. Against the Patriots, TJ Hawkinson scores a touchdown. Place that anytime touchdown bet if you're hearing this. Uh, Adam Thielen, lastly, I want to mention, <clears throat> he shifted to the third option since the arrival of TJ Hawkinson, it seems like. Just three targets last game. And that's not what you wanted to see after a pair of, like, seven targets the two games prior. Since the bye in his four games, he's had a high of 12.7 fantasy points, and he's been under the other three games 10 points. So three games in a row under 10 fantasy points. TJ Hawkinson getting more love. These are not good signs for Adam Thielen. I, I don't mind pivoting off of Thielen because I feel like, you know, and you might look back at the stream and say, well, he scored me 14 points. But it, I feel like unless he scores a touchdown, he's he's really not a guy I, I really want in my lineups, just in all honesty. So let's look at the, the, the Patriots, who I think I – Scrolled past, but the Vikings give up the the eighth most points per game to quarterbacks, the tenth most points per game to running backs, the fifth most points per game to wide receivers, and the tenth most points per game to tight ends. You wouldn't guess that based off of the Vikings being eight and two. You know, the fantasy world and the actual football world don't always go hand in hand, but seeing that the Vikings defense is very fantasy friendly to all these positions, but then seeing that they're eight and two, you're like, how does this how does this make sense? But Mac Jones is the QB 32 overall, averaging 10.93 fantasy points. He's at a season high of 15.94. I saw somebody tweet out that Mac Jones might be a good streamer this week. I, I don't see how. I mean, if he, if he has a good game, that's fine. But you are just like chasing a good call when it comes to that. Um, nothing is impossible, but I don't I just don't see the upside. He's averaging only 10-ish points, just under 11. Ramondre Stevenson, uh, one of the better surprises in terms of positive draft Cost versus return and the difference between that. So where you got him in drafts versus what he's doing for you in your, your fantasy leagues are two different things in the in the positive direction. Uh, RB9 right now overall, he's averaging 16.4 point, uh, points per game. Damian Harris played last week and he had a total of 10 touches. Stevenson still managed 15 carries and six receptions. It's, it's not the committee it once was. Big surge in Steve, uh, Stevenson's PPR value is the pass catching. Seven, eight, seven, three, six receptions the last four games. So again, the last four games, eight, seven, three, and six receptions, not just targets there. <clears throat> Week eight, he had 70-ish yards in both categories. That just kind of shows you he could do it in, in you know on both sides of uh, the stat line there when it comes to rushing and receiving. Great play, great running back to have rest of the season. So again, tomorrow he's in your lineups. The rest of the season, he is in your lineup. Stevenson has been awesome this year. Last guy I want to mention, uh, Jacoby Myers, truly the only wide receiver you can trust uh, for New England. 
I previously knocked his receiving yard upside, but he's he's averaged 63.6 per game this year, 7.1 targets per game with two games of 13 targets. Two weeks in a row under 10 fantasy points. He's had three games above 18 fantasy points this year, though. And this is factoring in that he's, he's missed two games. I like Jacoby Myers a lot this week, and I think he's set to see potentially double-digit targets, which could lead to a good PPR fantasy day. So Jacoby Myers is a good guy to have in your lineups this week. ESPN, I looked at the tight ends. They're projecting Johnny Smith to outscore Hunter Henry. Both guys are like under eight fantasy points projected, though. So I'm staying away from those guys. But that'll do it for uh, the streams for today. Let's see if we have any questions in the uh, in the chat. Uh, Bronson asks, who do I trade Zeke for, Amari Cooper or Mike Evans? I, I would trade him for either one of those guys, in all honesty. Unless you are super, super thin at the running back position, I would trade Zeke for either one of those guys. I think that that would be a good return, um, Cooper or Evans. Cooper's going to be super interesting, too, once uh, Deshaun Watson plays. It's a good question there, though. But good luck uh, with the games this week, guys. I'll probably be back in some sort of sense um, talking the rest of Sunday's games. Have a great Thanksgiving. Really appreciate all the people that follow me and interact with my content. Uh, means a lot. Something, something I am personally thankful for when it comes to Thanksgiving. But uh, enjoy that uh, that holiday with your families and enjoy the week with this uh, football slate.